password now. Hello and welcome to the final episode of the Cat and the Rash podcast. Uh, I am your host uh, once again and will be again next year. I decided to hold my spot down, uh, carry this over, get a little bit more practice. Mm. Uh, I am Josh Curtis to finish that sentence. Um, I am here with my co-host, uh, Ken Lateri. He is uh, the CEO of the, prod- the podcast. So I'm going to be looking for a new CEO next year. I might have to uh, promote myself or maybe Meter. We'll see who uh, gives up the best resume. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Ken? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I got my COVID booster shot so on Monday, so I have been actually down for the count the past two days, but feeling pretty good right now. Oh, all right. Sorry to hear that, but I know you'll be safe in the future. I got mine a few weeks ago. I barely even noticed anything, so it's different for everybody. Um, but we've also got special guests, uh, or maybe even a third co-host, if you want to call him that, because I bet he'll be here for... Uh, the duration of the podcast tonight, we have the champion, Mr. Shane Yardley. How are you doing tonight, Shane? I'm doing pretty well. I'm feeling pretty good. Um, it's been uh, kind of a fun week and uh, a little bit wild and made all the more fun by uh, by the cake that I was able to have on on Sunday and able to share with my coworkers on Monday. So, Ooh. Yeah, you so might have had, had your cake, cake and eat it too. Oh, oh, God. Wow. We're simpatico at this point. <laughs> Guys, it's double... too much time together this season. <laughs> yeah, the double dad joke coming at you. Yeah. Um, and we did reach out to Ross's camp um, for a statement or to see if he wanted to come out. Um, but it is uh, all quiet from his. I think somebody should be checking like local hardware stores, see if any rope was purchased recently. Um, because he has been radio silent since since that uh, loss, um, which yes. is unfortunate for him. Literally silent too, because I got the notification when I sent him a message that his notifications are silenced. So he is actively ignoring us. Um, so we'll have to wait and see before we can get a comment from him. Man, oh man. But, uh, but before we get into all of that drama, I think we'll probably hit that game last as it is the most important one, I suppose, although nobody really cares about it, right? I mean, I wasn't even trying this year, right? That's how I thought that's how we we're supposed to play this game. Uh, but so let's uh, start off with some of these lesser games. We'll start off with the one that barely matters, uh, Brian Adams and Josh Yardley. Mm. Uh, we just talked about this a little bit off air. Says it barely matters because Brian forfeited. Um, Shane had a couple of good takes. You want to mention what you were mentioning beforehand, Shane? Yeah. So, so Ken and I were talking about it and, and talking about the the gamesmanship as far as whether or not you should be starting um, a team. And uh, I I have to I have to side with Brian Adams on this one. I think that he made a decision that draft pick was more important than twenty five dollars. I don't think it affects anyone. It doesn't affect the competitive competitiveness of the league. Um, I, I'm okay with it. I, I think it's stupid because I, I think that any amount of pride, um, you know, winning is, is the goal, but I, I vaguely understand what he's, what he decided to do. And as last year's fourth place uh, team, 
I can understand that he just wants to follow in my footsteps. So um, I can appreciate that and, and appreciate that he's trying to trying to imitate uh, my success. Uh, and I heavily disagree with the tactic. Um, I think it is akin to cheating. It is akin to collusion that we've done. We've talked about in the past. Um, you should have to field a, uh, a team that could actually compete um, no matter what the stakes are. It doesn't matter what it is. I heavily, heavily disagree, but it's kind of on me because I noticed, I don't know, three hours into game day um, that this was a thing. So if I had been a more aware <laughs> uh, person running this league, maybe I would have said something at the time. I don't know if it would have changed the outcome because I was looking through the rules and there's nothing quite on the rule book that goes with this, but there's something for me to discuss this coming year. Uh, yep. Um, from my point of view, I mean, the NFL does this on a less obvious um, stage every year. They'll, they'll feel the team and they just, they won't try to win. They'll, they'll call plays that aren't great or they'll put in their backups or whatever. So Brian could have gone that route. He could have just picked up some scrubs off the waiver wire, thrown them in there just to score 80 points, um, which actually is about what my team always scores anyways. So I hope he probably wouldn't have scored that many. Uh, it would have made me look bad. <clears throat> but yes, he could have thrown the game in a less obvious way. Um, and in his mind, yeah, he's willing to pay $25 uh, for that one um, draft spot. Um, I don't know if a draft spot is worth $25, but uh, if somebody wants mine, I'm willing to take offers if that's a thing. I don't know. Somebody can try to buy mine. I think, he would, have done, I think he would have <laughs> done pretty well this uh, this week too. I, I I mean, I'm not doing the math, but I, I hesitate to say he, he might've been able to pull out a victory. His His guys who started last week, uh, did pretty well this week, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's definitely got a 30-point quarterback and two 20-point or three 20-pointers at the top of his bench and another one down at the bottom, whether he would have started Stevenson or not. That one's up, no, I've got, I've got for debate, have, but. I, I, would, I would guess he would have started Jones and Dylan probably again. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just going based off what he did the week before. Um, so you got, like, Basically 60 there. You've got the um, Noah Fant probably would have been in over Conklin. So there's another 20, but maybe not. But then the 30-point um, quarterback, a couple points for defense. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, and then and then he's got – he probably would have done Deontay Johnson and Justin Jefferson, which would have another almost 30 points there. I, I think he actually probably would have won. So, um he had a good week, but he made a choice. I, I still, I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't care. Like who cares about the third place game? Nobody cares about. I do. I do. Nobody cares about third or fourth place. I don't. That's why I was never even trying to get there. Uh, oh. The only thing that um, it's going to throw off is uh, Chuck's stat book uh, where it's going to show Josh Yardley earned a 134 point blowout. Uh, so it's going to skew the stats a little bit. Um, I don't know if he could kind of tease that out of the stats so it's not included or get an asterisk on there somewhere, but uh, it'll make, uh, make Josh Yardley's season look a little better um, and Adam's a little worse, especially if you're looking at, you know, points per game 
putting up a zero for a whole game that'll drop his points per game and his season total down. Uh, so it's, again, not that important. I don't care too much. I'm not going to make a stink out of it. But So for I, clarification, though, as far as season total is concerned, um, I'm guessing Chuck just looks at the, uh, the Yahoo season total. It doesn't include playoffs. Okay. So, so that won't go into our stats anyway, and our stats are kind of silly anyway, so who cares? I don't. So moving on. Clearly Ken does, but <laughs> I'll get over it. I'll get over it. Purist. Yes, that's that is I. Um, do you want to go to Finley and The Rock? Sure. Okay. Um this is not an interesting matchup. Um, but this is Ray is kind of playing exactly if we roll back the tape. Um, I called his team poser many weeks ago, and so they were playing above their weight class at some point, and this shows it five and nine, tenth place, losing quite a, by a lot um, to Pat. Um, this is about where I expected it uh, and where I expected him to score on this one. Uh, yeah, but um, what The Rock was cooking was, you know, putting up Lab Rats type numbers on this one. I'm not sure what he was thinking there. Two with Tagovailoa, I didn't look into it at all, uh, what was available, what he had, but that's usually not a good play. Um, and my computer just tweaked out, so I lost it. Oh, there we go. Um, but Pat had a decent week. Can't mm-hmm. roll that out. Um, yeah, Pat had a good week. A uh, little bit light on points from Gage, but you know St. Brown more than made up for that. Uh, I did see that post uh, he put on Discord that he got that shirt for St. Brown. Uh, did that come from you, Shane? I did. Excellent. I got uh, drunk one night and uh, decided that uh, he needed it, so that happened. Yeah, I think that's a good move. He will know that that shirt is what won him that game. Um, although, honestly, he could have benched St. Brown and he still would have won the game because uh, yeah. he won by 50-something. Yeah, I think uh, any combination of <laughs> that he put in was a win this week. Yeah, that's no, he was, uh, he, was, he was awesome this week. I mean, like uh, – and, and Amon St. Brown was, uh, was definitely – like the late pickup of the year. Um, and I, Pat and I talked about it. Uh, he will, we'll talk about it when we get to my game, but I did see him on Sunday. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, I, kind of, I kind of look at him on St. Brown as a, as a guy that this is it, this is going to be the top of his career. Uh, Pat disagrees with me, but, um, but I, you know, I think it's great that he's had these amazing weeks. We'll see what the rest of his, uh, his career has, has to offer him. But I will say for, for Ray, you got to respect the fact that he's a Miami fan and that he decided to ride them to the end, hoping that they were going to potentially get him that additional draft spot. And just, uh, you know, I, I, I would say that he's probably used to it at this point, um, being a Miami fan, being let down by them. So. Yeah, we'll see if that plays out again this weekend. I hope so. Patriots roll in there and take another win from Miami. Although it's always a tough game late in the year in Miami. So 
we'll see how that turns out. Right. All right. So with the, that game, what did you do? What was this? What was that? The tenth? That was the ninth and tenth place game. Yeah. What that was okay. So Healy earned ninth place. Uh, so congrats, Healy. And then the seventh place game is me, which I mean can be summed up with one name, Jamar Chase. Yeah, that was it. That was all that was needed. Which if people didn't see the highlights from Jamar Chase uh, on Sunday, you need to go find a YouTube video, watch it. Uh, because it's ridiculous. Like, it, it wasn't easy, the 55 points that he got. He worked for all of them. He made amazing moves, amazing catches. Uh, it was really fun to watch him uh, work on, on Sunday. Um, yeah. So that was exciting for you, Ken. It's too bad, you know, your team... It didn't mean anything. ...didn't do that all season. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, that's why we play every week as opposed to just one. True, but this gets me first place, uh, first place or first pick next year. So, if you first so pick choose, love the pick. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't understand. Like, I I do not need a further complication <laughs> to fantasy where I have to then try to figure out what placement I want. I'm yeah, but going if you to pick evaluate. Earth. Look, if you're here, here's the reason why it makes sense, and I know that you can't comprehend this and don't understand football enough to be able to deal with this, but like. If you evaluate the top three guys and say, I don't care which one of those three I get, then you take the third pick and you let whichever one falls to you fall to you. And then you get an earlier pick in the second round. That's how it works. Yeah. But by I, not enough to, to sway you to like, I understand the snaking thing that I'm going to be first and then last when we come back around at some point, but like, cool. I'm first. And then instead of being 24th, I'll be 22nd. Who so, Malcolm, what you're hearing is that the only thing you lost was the first overall pick. You literally have every other pick, and you can do whatever strategy you want to do as far as picking picks is concerned. And Ken is not going to be swayed by that type of, you know, actual mental math. It's, it's not good. It's not a good argument for me to do that. It does add one more complication in there where if you then have a bad draft, it makes you look worse. It's like, well, you even picked that spot. You you initially you intentionally picked a different spot than you earned, and then that's what you ended up with. So yeah. as someone who always just wings the draft every year, I can see where that could come into play as a, uh, a further complication that you don't need to deal with. Yeah. Um, I might actually do a little bit more research this year, though, um, because I don't want to make this a three-peat. Um, so I might put in a little bit more effort next year. We'll see how that turns out. We shall see. Yeah, I'm curious uh, to see. I don't know the whole um, – I haven't looked at, like, what the whole lineup is going to look like for drafting next year, but it's going to be interesting. We did have – we have different – a different lineup this year. So I'm curious to see how other people pick, especially when I keep when I do first pick. But yeah, I hate leaving things up to Yahoo because you know we've talked a lot about how Yahoo is stupid. Um, but I am in two other leagues, and this was the only league I drafted live in. The other two I don't really care about. I just minimum for fun, and I let Yahoo auto draft for me. 
and I didn't end up last in either of those. So. <laughs> <laughs> That will happen. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. My team was fairly dominant. I would have won even if Jamar Chase had a regular day. Because for me, he's been putting up quite a, quite good points the whole season. He has a few down weeks, but overall he's been a solid 16 and up uh, most weeks. So, or something like that. Uh, so pick of the year. He was, it, it was, it was a great pick. It was, not a sure thing when you got him too. So I think hats off to you as far as that was concerned. Cause that was, that was your best pick. I think so. Ezekiel Elliott can go fuck himself, but. Yeah. I was just looking at him. What is going on there? He is just, I mean, I know he's had some injury issues. They've got just weird Pollard's decent so that he's got some competition in the backfield, but man, um, he's not turn, He's not going the way of Todd Gurley, is he? He's just going to disappear. He's too worried about buying Dak Prescott birthday presents. Anybody watch the <laughs> HBO Hard Knocks? I did not. Yeah. That's a deep cut for those Hard Knocks out there. All right. All right well, uh, congrats, congratulations, Ken, on the first overall pick next year. Yes. Uh, your team team did show up. Um, you're a traitor to the podcast of actually, you know, putting up some wins. So congratulations and also fuck you. Wow. This is hurtful. (laughs) I was rooting for you all year until now. Now that I'm sitting on the bottom by myself, you can go fuck yourself. Like, yeah, I mean, I I don't blame you at the same time. I think I would be super bitter, um, having to do the podcast again, but actually, so as a callback though, I'm pretty sure the year I did the podcast, I got the first overall pick as well because then I got Christian McCaffrey the next year. Okay. So I, I'm pretty sure that you're following in my footsteps, Ken. How'd you, do that? How'd you do that year? Fourth place. Okay. That's, yeah. uh, I'm usually four to six in this league, I think. So if I'm well, not. If you, if you keep following him, you're just two seasons away from a championship then. Got to get my third. Got to get my third. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Let's uh, move on. Main event. Do, 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 do. So, oof. This was tough. My dice called this one. And I believe even my dice rolls were real tight. I think it was like seven to two or something like that. It's a pretty small dice roll. So, yeah. Um, Man, all the mental trickery that happened, which was very, very fun, did not work out for Ross. Um, but before we get to, before we go further, um, Shane, do you want to have first crack at your own game? Yeah. So, so first off, I, I do want to kind of talk about Ross's effort this season and what he did, regardless of whether or not it worked out or not, as far as championships are concerned. I, I do think that he, he raised a level um, of, of competitiveness, of friendliness, of just general fun and frivolity in this league. Um, first off, also to uh, kind of along those same lines, Malcolm, I didn't need your address to send you a Christmas card. I was doing that for Ross so that he could send you the shirt. So you're not getting the Christmas card. It didn't get lost in the mail. 
I'm not actually sending it. Uh, my wife didn't want to send it to everyone who was in the uh, D and D uh, experience, so uh, don't don't be don't be looking for that. But um, yeah, his his effort, his willingness to kind of put everything into it, um, just made it fun for everyone. Um, and and I think that 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 really speaks to. And I I, I said to Ken, I talked to him before the game. Um, was actually decided and I said he deserves this like he really does he really he raised our league to a a different level Um, and I I tried to do the same thing by sending him a little Funko Pop I know it was not as cool as all the things as all the things that Ross did this year Um, it wasn't as uh, spontaneous as his Um, but uh, but yeah he was he was a champ he, he put forth a great season and I, I truly, truly appreciate everything he did. Um, and I was terrified this entire matchup. Um, it, it never looked like it was going to go my way. Watching Hunter Renfro actually do well was brutal because I, I was torn on whether or not to start him. Um, him being a Raiders player. Um, I, I, I thought that he was going to let me down given that Ross is a Raiders fan. I I didn't know how I felt about doing that. Um, But uh, it's probably been the most exciting fantasy matchup of my life. Like sitting there texting with the guys on discord because I was watching the game on my phone, couldn't watch it anymore while I was saying I needed 41 yards in the touchdown. And then Ray saying, you mean just like that? And then having to flip back and seeing him diving into the end zone was like, oh my God, I can't believe this just happened. Um, it was it was a wild matchup, just crazy. Uh, you know, Antonio Brown storming off too. Like every every big headline of the week um, seemed to be in our game, um, and it just it made for a really fun. Fun experience. Uh, for those who didn't know, Ross sent me 10 pounds of cake. 10 pounds. It could serve 96 people. Um, Remember how big that cake was? Huh? That's how big that cake was? That's how big that cake was. Uh, yeah, it was 10 pounds. It was a sheet cake, so it was only this thick. So if anyone saw yeah, I, I, I think I posted the picture to Discord. Yeah, you did. Um, that, I mean, it was not, it was not thick. It was, it was, you know, it was a normal sheet cake thickness. So that was a huge, massive cake. Um, Pat brought it over, which was, which was great. Cause once again, Ross kind of, you know, extended the whole brotherhood thing and stuff like that. So Pat came over, he spent about an hour at my house um, before games on Sunday. I got to, I think this was the first time I met Noah, his son, um, because, you know, he's a pandemic baby. So seeing people and being able to interact has not been easy. Um, got to see Allie for the first time during the pandemic. So he brought all of us together. Um, my coworkers thought it was hilarious. Um, we're really excited to hear about the outcome of the game. So, you know, just the whole thing, again, Ross was amazing. Um, loved the season, loved getting to compete against him and loved helping to collaborate with him a little bit. Um, and, uh, and cannot believe that in the final 40 seconds, I needed 41 yards and a touch or 40 yards and a touchdown, actually. And I got 41 yards and a touchdown to win the game. And the touchdown didn't matter to the Steelers. If it was Maurice Jones drew, he would have knelt it down. 
I'm glad I had Najee Harris. Well said. Yeah, it makes me wish that I was watching that game. Uh, I wasn't because it was Pittsburgh and Cleveland, and nobody cares about them currently. Um, and, I, yeah, I saw your chances, you know, Najee Harris needing obviously 29.6 points. And, you know, I looked at his um, point totals in the past, and I was like, uh, that seems highly unlikely. So, and all weeks, or all week, I had been thinking that uh, Ross was going to, you know, take this one for the win. Um, so I had already, you know, called it a win for him. I had been, you know, kind of screwing around. You know, I posted that picture on Discord of myself wearing his shirt, saying, you know, he's, he's already won it. Uh, I knew, like, I was expecting him to tell me I was jinxing him. Um, and I kind of half was, but I didn't actually believe that it would work. So I hope he doesn't blame uh, me and everyone else for uh, jinxing him for this one. But uh, it was very exciting to see how it came down. And uh, to piggyback on what you were sh- saying, Shane, um, that uh, Ross definitely had a hell of a season, uh, both in-game and outside of the game. Uh, I did love how he was interactive. You know, there was a lot more chatter on Discord, I think, this year. Um, and he, you know, visited a lot of the brothers. He stopped by my house to drop off that shirt. Uh, I know he stopped by Ken's as well. Some he had to mail, some he could stop by. Uh, we got to meet a couple times at the taco truck, stuff like that. I feel like this season um, was a lot more interactive and it was a lot more about brotherhood and it was a lot better uh, just in, in terms of dealing uh, with the guys and being more social. Um, and, and in the game, you know, Ross had almost 200 points more than everybody else. You know, he was, he was laying it down in the game, 11 and three best record by far, most points by far. Uh, you know, he was really putting on a clinic. This feels a lot like the, um, undefeated Patriots going up against the giants, uh, that year. So, Najee Harris was Shane's helmet catch uh, that just put the nail in the coffin that shouldn't have been, uh, which sucks for Ross. Um, I don't know why he's being so quiet right now. I hope he's partially uh, just joking around right now because he's always been good natured. I can't believe he's taking it that hard. Uh, I know it's a, it is a tough loss, but uh, you know, still got second place. Can't complain too much about that. Uh, it was definitely his year, but that's the way, you know, stuff falls sometimes. You can score the most for the whole season, and you have one bad game or one even just not quite as good game, and that's what happens. You know, here I am sitting at the bottom of the league, and I scored more points than I think four of my competitors, including the sixth place team. So, you know, you can score points, but if you don't do it at the right time, it doesn't matter. Uh, so he had some bad luck. Uh, but we all know that you are one of the best, Ross. So tough loss, but congratulations, Shane. Uh, you had a great season as well. You have second best record, second best point total, and you managed to get some get some luck on that last week. So congratulations. Um, yes. And uh, I think uh, not breaking news, but breaking news in this respect, I think uh, Ross is lurking. He keeps popping up as active on uh, Discord, but it shows as idle. But he was away for a while and has come back 
after I sent him a message. Um, so I think he he's doing the old like AOL, like he's putting up some like emo lyrics to, to get attention uh, as his away message. Um, but he's there. He's paying attention to what we're what we're sending to him. Um, so I think I think he'll be all right. Somebody labeled him as giant douche, or has that been there for a while? <laughs> That's been there for a long time. Okay. I don't know if he did that, but uh, Ray, maybe. But yeah, he's he's there. He's alert. I think he's paying attention to what's happening in the in the chats to see what's going on. Um, but this was an interesting interesting year. Um, yeah, I'm. I, I enjoyed as this being our last podcast. Um, I did enjoy hosting this with you, Josh, somebody who I didn't really know that much about or who really you were for the most part before this season. Like I knew you uh, and had met you previously, but we had never like talked a, a bunch. So this was a good experience for me. Yes, me as well. Um, and it does, you know, help put into perspective, you know, you only live like, 10 12 miles away from me actually no you're down yeah you're probably closer to 20 miles away but you know you're not that far away nope. um and you know we can meet up at the taco truck and stuff like that uh i think it'll definitely you know open some doors um i had never yeah like you said never sat down had much for long form conversations with you in the past so it was good and i look forward to doing it with meter again next year for the same purpose you know i've i think i've hung out with him probably a little bit more than I had with you. Uh, yeah. Don't recall uh, a lot of stuff that happened in, the, in those belt shelters, but uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he was there sometimes. Uh, I remember parts of it, bits and pieces between the blackouts. Um, but uh, yeah, um, so I look forward to doing it with Meter next year for what it's worth. Um, I don't look forward to doing it, but, you know, having another person sit down and talk to that I don't normally get to, there's some value in that. So um, I'll, I'll at least look on the bright side of that. Well, and I, as a, as a person who has, has jumped on a couple of times, but also just listen to you every single week, one of your, your loyal followers, um, probably the person from, from Ireland. Um, <laughs> you guys have done a very good job. And like, I like to, make fun of you a lot, uh, both to your face and behind your back about yeah. your analysis and, uh, and uh, you know, the names that you give people sometimes that aren't their real first names. Um, but, uh, and your Monday morning quarterbacking. I, I talked to Pat a lot about that, but, um, but you guys have been really entertaining to listen to. Um, you've been a lot of fun. I, I do appreciate uh, the effort that you've put in, the amount of time you've put in. I remember how much that was. Um, and, uh, and you guys brought some very cool things this year um, that I, I hope the next host, uh, well, host, I guess, actually, because Josh, you get to keep doing it. Um, but uh, also continue on next year. Uh, the unsolicited advice, by far my favorite segment. Like, it was phenomenal. Well, um and uh and the sponsorship was a great addition um to the to the pod so you guys you guys did a great job you guys brought your own flair and flavor to it um and i personally enjoyed getting to listen to it every single week 
Well, we're glad that we made at least you happy, Shane. Yeah. This seems like a lot of work to make one person happy. I'm just going to put it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know Ross and Chuck listen also. Uh, yeah. So hopefully they kind of enjoyed it at least. Yeah. All right. So do we want to do a quick look forward to next year? Um, sure. As of right now, nothing should be changing as far as I'm aware. I believe everybody is planning on coming back next year. Uh, we will have a full season of uh, Mr. Matthew Meter, mm-hmm. um, and you'll be hearing his sultry tones on this uh, on this evolution of the podcast. I'm not sure what we'll uh, end up calling it next year, but um, hopefully he's good with computers and maybe he can put some flair on it. But I don't see me doing anything more than hitting record, talking, hitting stop, and sending it if I'm in charge of it. Uh, so look forward to that if I it am is in easy. charge. It is easy, I will tell you. Yeah. Um, so I guess we would need Chuck in here to really go over how the managers have done in the past so to get an idea of how people will do next year. But I it's think- really a crapshoot. I mean, I think we'll, we've got a good idea of the three or four people who usually end up in the top half and the two or three people who usually end up in the bottom half. And I don't see why that'll change. But I, I think we, I, I would, I would like to, if you guys are up for it to do way too early prediction. I'd I like all three of us to predict who's the champion next year okay. and who's doing the podcast next year. I like it. Way too early predictions with absolutely no data or information to be able to go on. I mean, that's how I play every year. So let's see. All right, let's uh, let's start positive, I guess. Let's start. Who do we think? How about we get two? You get to name two people who you think have a solid chance of taking the championship next year. Um, I mean, right off the bat, the top of this year's uh, list all look pretty good. The top four all have a good chance. So I'm just going to grab one from there, and then I'll try to grab maybe a dark horse. Um, you know, I think Ross is not going to let this one slide. He's going to come back. He's going to dominate the regular season again. Uh, so he'll definitely have a chance as long as he doesn't have uh, you know, a shift of bad luck in the playoffs again. So Ross has got a shot next year. And then a little bit further down, you know, I, obviously I, I think Shane and Brian and Josh Yardley, they, you guys are always in the mix usually, but I'll skip over you guys for now and say a dark horse possible. Um. Jeez, you know, you know, I might give this one to you, Ken. You have won it, or yeah, you've won it in the past, mm-hmm. and you've come up out of the basement. Else. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a chance. You've got a chance. Um, Same I, I, was, chance. I looked at I looked at meter because you know I have no idea what he's bringing to the table. Really, um, he's going to be a real wild card next year to see how he does. I, you know, he made a couple moves, but he really just kind of played the hand that was dealt uh so we'll see what he gets to do when he gets to pick his own cards yeah uh to be honest i'm i'm very similar with at least the the meter one um i'm just looking at my own history of winning and like i went from fifth one year to first but then also i went from 12th one year to first so it is a real crapshoot, and I think he did try to do his best. So I think Meter, I'm going to say he is the dark. I'll go with the dark horse. 
Um, I just for shits and giggles, I am throwing my name out there. I'm doing it. I'm calling me. Uh, we'll do the positives. Yeah. Then we'll come back. So me and meter top. All right. So, um, I I've got, I've got kind of, so the past two years, uh, there have been uh, 50% of the semifinal spots have been held by a Yardley. Um, so both Josh and I made the semifinals last year. Both Josh and I made the semifinals this year. Um, I'm going to say that that trend continues. I don't know which Yardley is going to make the final, but one of us will be in the finals next year. And I think that the other one is going to be Ross. I think that he, he just – he has a knack for picking the right guys. It infuriates me, um, but like he he gets it. He he does. So I I, I do think I think Ross um, and then and then a Yardley. And I'm personally hoping for a repeat championship of this year. Ooh. All right. So All right. Who do you think who do you think is the bottom? I can start there. Um, you know, I just got, I got to throw. Ken W's name in the ring. Um, he just can't get away with another performance uh, like this year uh, and still pulling off the sixth place. That's just not going to fly. He's That's going to catch up with him. So if he doesn't put in a little bit more effort next year, he's definitely going to end up in the bottom. Um, so that could, and it could be one of the bottom two spots. Um, also, I mean, Ray's had a rough run of it. Will he turn it around? Don't know. Uh, will I turn it around? I don't know. Uh, Chuck's Chuck has fallen down in the past, but he's he's been up there. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to Ray. I guess uh, I think Ken W and Ray I think are the most likely to end up near the bottom too. So I, I, Ken, I want you to be able to go last because it's your podcast, so I shouldn't be the, the oh, final okay. word on this so go for shame, uh, go for shame. So this is this is my uh this is my again way too early predictions absolutely no data or evidence to be able to go with here i'm not going based on past performance or anything like that um this might be called wishful thinking and i'm gonna have to apologize to my my good friend quillian for uh for this particular uh assessment but uh but he'll come later uh first off um the first person who's going to be uh, in in the the bottom finals matchup uh, that we'll be doing a podcast next year is going to be the guy and and I think Ken will be happy about this is going to be the guy who decided to bench an entire team to try to get a better draft spot and well, this the same is going to be karma coming back for you um, because while I agree you can do it and appreciate the fact that your gamesmanship I think that the universe will make you pay for it and so brian adams will absolutely be doing a podcast in two years um and then uh joining him will be the computer connections connection uh and will be uh malcolm uh joining him uh malcolm's had a cu- couple of tough re- years i think um and i think that's going to finally catch up with them and my guess is though Malcolm is going to end up in that spot after being one of the top four scoring teams of the year, but he'll just keep running up against the wrong guys. And he's going to end up down in that spot, having to do a podcast, despite the fact that he drafts well next year. 
Um, so this is tough because you guys are like Shane and I say like Josh, you and I were on the same wavelength for the top. We're on the same wavelength for the bottom. Um, Brian Adams has had some rough years where his team just bottoms out and he's just lucky that the, um, the punishments weren't around when he has done so. Um, so I think we're on that cycle. Um, so I think this is your moon cycle, uh, Mantis. Um, I think it's time to pay the piper. And that's the thing with me is both Dirty Daves and Malcolm always are about mid, lower mid in the league. And they just somehow always have a team that just skirts through, is never great, is never horrible. But um, but I do think it's time for um, his Drake Warden is not going to stop what's going to happen next year. And Malcolm Death Squad will also be hosting the podcast. Can you, just because I would, I feel like it would just be sacrilege for you not to, can you roll a, a dice to see... Oh. Okay. Uh, if uh, if Brian is gonna be in the podcast in two years, let's see. Oof, Brian Adams rolled a nineteen. Uh, brilliant, <laughs> Malcolm Death Squad, a seventeen. So these are roll, scores. No, they've got to roll against you though. So now you got to roll. It's a it's a contested roll. Oh, look at this! The new DM of the group. Ooh. And I rolled a 24 against Brian and a 36 against Malcolm Death Squad. Um, and I just want to roll one out for my for my friend uh, Ross. I think he needs it. I'm doing a happiness check. And let's see, 72. Straight up 72. So come back to us, big guy. Big cat. Um, yeah. Dead air. I can't stop laughing. And the best part is Josh is like, what? You guys are such nerds. Jeez. Oh, my God. Like, Oh, man. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. <laughs> and, and the worst part is you're – I think that, but I, I – that's coming from a nerd also. You know, I, I read um, – Game of Thrones, and I read Tolkien, and I love that stuff. But I, I watch people play Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm like, I don't get it. Um, but hey, that's just me. You guys do you have fun, knock yourselves out. Thanks. <laughs> we will. Yeah. Good. Um. Yeah. So that's that's our <laughs> way too far in advance uh, picks for next or the following year but I think they're pretty accurate. We have some, we have more emotion <laughs> going for us on that one, but it may work. I pray that they're accurate because nobody picked me down at the bottom. That's all I care about. Uh, why don't we um, just do a little quick update on real life football um, and also throw in some predictions of how we think uh, the real Super Bowl is going to end up. Um, I've got... Green Bay and Cincinnati going to the Super Bowl. Ooh. Um, 
All right, AFC. Cincinnati's a good pick. I like that. They're they're playing hard right now. But Tennessee with with Derrick Henry coming back. Um, I'm gonna say I know I know this is they haven't looked like it. Um, and it's been a rough few weeks and just just kind of generally ugly. I'm gonna say Buffalo makes it to the Super Bowl from the AFC. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Buffalo and I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm going to stick with my boy, Dak. I'm going to go Buffalo and Dallas in the Super Bowl. Dallas, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. They're very up and down. They just lost to Arizona. They might uh, see them again. Yep. Yep. Uh, no, I feel good about it. Buffalo, Dallas. Right. Okay. Um, I had to look up who's in contention because I don't pay attention that closely. Um, I am going to pick just – because I want to. Um, I'm going to do uh, this. Is I, I was thinking the Bills as well um, and Rams, but I'm going to be, I'm going to say something different. I'm going to go Titans and Rams is the Super Bowl. That's a good pick. Titans and Rams. All right. I was looking at the Titans. I really like Derrick Henry coming back. And if he can get a, a, a few carries next week, kind of get himself warmed up, um, I think, I think they, uh, they have a good chance, so. Well, obviously, we have no idea what we're talking about because we all just picked six different teams. Uh, so we'll see who ends up closer. Maybe one of us will get one right. Possible. It's I probable, actually. Yeah, I was going to say. We got a widespread. Buckshot. Yeah. Yeah, until it turns out that it's the Bucks and – uh, Indianapolis, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if Indy's got what it takes. I, Carson Wentz is not good. True. True story. All right. Well, that's all I got this week. You guys got anything else to say? No. Well, I guess until, well, I won't be, but I'll talk to most of you next year and throughout the year because I'll see you all the time at. Dungeon Dragons, but um, I don't know. That's not a very good sign off. I don't have anything. Wow. Shake your head. All right. <laughs> well, what are you drinking tonight, Ken? Uh, water, because I've been sick the past two days. That's a very weak excuse, but I'll accept it. Pure agua. I'm just uh, sticking with my Sam Adams. I've got the cold snap white ale tonight. How about you, Shane? You got anything interesting over there? I've got a fruit smash hard seltzer. It's a berry blast. It's delicious. It's actually pretty good. It was, uh, I don't know, it was an impulse buy. I was at the store. I saw it. I like to try different seltzers now, so. Oh, I will. No, I I will throw out the fact that I was going to try. Brian Adams brought me a whole two, four packs of different things from Tired Hands Brewery in Pennsylvania. Didn't get to try it tonight. So that's what I would have been drinking. He'll be drinking it on Saturday night. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah, guys. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah, Shane, I was going to say that I have uh, have 
<laughs> I have some of those same tendencies. You know, I don't mind uh, the hard seltzers every once in a while, and I don't feel like a beer. Uh, I did see, uh, I think, I think it was a Bud Light hard seltzer. They have like a sour version now. I don't know if you've tried those yet, but I almost bought them. They are delicious. It's like drinking Sour Patch Kids. It's so good. All right, I'll have Um, to pick those up next time. It's a lot, um, but I, so the reason why I've totally switched over to seltzers, I still don't drink beer, everyone, so that's a thing. Um, But I have tried to be more health conscious uh, in the past year. Um, and have been able to drop and keep off 40 pounds this year. So new year, new me. Yes. Well done. 40 pounds. I did find those pounds if you want them back at some point. All those tacos. I blame our sponsor. <laughs> and, lack of self, and lack of self-control. Uh, but <laughs> <sighs> It's too bad this is our last podcast because now I would make it my mission to make just as long of dead air after every one of your jokes as possible. <laughs> uh, I will just fill it in because I get uncomfortable with silences. Sometimes. <laughs> I'll just let you keep talking and trying to make it better. Again, uh, though, the thing is, that all you have to do is invite Ken on to the pod next year. I don't feel like, besides Matthew... Uh, anytime someone's been invited onto a pod, they're like, yeah, no, I'll be there. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, I considered inviting him if you weren't available, Shane, uh, just to see if he was available to get a quick preview of next year, but oh, well, we'll figure it out. You guys did that last year, right? No, you guys came on our pod. Yeah, we last came on your year. podcast. Yeah. That's right. That's right. But did you go on the other podcast? You didn't no. go on the other pod, though, right? No, I don't think so. No, you guys just made your little spoof podcast. It's good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, I need to go eat dinner because it's 8 o'clock and I haven't eaten yet. Okay. Uh, so if you guys don't have anything else, we will sign off for okay. the year. Okay. Everybody... Stay active on Discord. We'll talk about the real football, football that actually matters. Uh, keep in touch. No, Have you been on our over. Discord? I'm pretty sure it's going to be pictures of people's dinners. And by that, I mean pictures of Chuck's dinner most of the time. Yeah, he'll, he'll get a couple followers. Uh, I think I saw Meter posted a picture of some pasta. So did Wix. Wix is more active in the Discord than he is setting his lineups. Yeah. That's because I think he can discord and you know, trade stocks at the same time, but he just can't figure out how to trade players and stocks at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right. Bye. <laughs> See ya.